Hey gang, welcome back to Betting Everything with Wheels. It is Friday night and I'm here with Steve. Steve, what's happening? Hey, hey. Yeah, we are betting everything with wheels. That means eight wheels because we have two races this weekend. So looking forward to some Talladega this weekend. You could say, being that it's Friday night, is it a Talladega night? Talladega night. What? Talladega nights. You know, we got uh, tonight and tomorrow night to prepare for it. So, yes. Bingo. So, you know, this is the part of the show in the greeting where we talk about how last weekend went. And it started off great, Steve, on uh, on Friday night during a truck race. We grinded a little bit of a profit. We made a half unit. On Saturday, we hit Ryan Priest pole bet. I think that was 33 to 1. That was a nice little hit. And then we hit John Hunter Nemechek outright in the Xfinity race. But then the wheels fell off, Steve, on Sunday. Martinsville, we lost 2.77 units. It was a heartbreak. Is there anybody you want to vent at? Um, yes. I think you're probably going to know who I'm going to – he's going to take the lead here. It's going to be uh, Ryan Priest. Who else can we take to uh, kind of complain about? We had a Ryan Priest. Uh, I guess he, he can't really complain too much because we did, we did get the pole for him, so that's good. We got half of the way there with Priest, so we appreciate that. But we, we're we greedy around here, you know, so we, we, we want all the monies. So – he had to leave, you know, he start on pole. He, he led the whole first stage. Every single uh, lap. Yeah. And then, and then he broke our hearts, and uh, he sped on pit road from the number one stall, which is technically number two that NASCAR gave him. So he thought he could just, you know, give it a full beans off pit road and made a mistake, and he was too fast exiting. And then once you get stuck back there in 20th, you'll never make it back to the front with only two stages. So... Tough break there. Yeah, yeah. Passing was difficult. Uh, we were in line to have the easiest sixty-six to one outright winner of all time, and just unfortunately, you know, fate had other plans. Um, you know, we were we were looking really good, Steve, and then uh, a late caution during a green flag pit cycle threw this race on its head. And uh, boy, it was just a, a race of what could have been. We had Todd Gilliland running in the top five at one point, and then he dropped the cylinder. We had Austin Dillon and Alex Bowman top 10 bets, and they finished 11th and 12th, respectively. We had a complete fade on Martin Truex, and he was MIA running about 25th all day long until that caution flipped the field. And, uh, you know, we ended up losing a matchup with him. The, the biggest heartbreak of all, you know, we could stomach the priest thing because we had other bullets left in the chamber, but we had Kevin Harvick top five, top 10 outright winner. And he was looking fantastic. And what happened to that guy? Yeah. Again, uh, it, kind of a theme with the whole team over at Stuart Haas. They, uh, they, they just blew it on pit road. I mean, I guess you, I, you can't really say that Harvick blew it, but I, either way they, they had a, issue on pit road they, they, they took tires for, they, i mean really i mean to be honest two tires won the race so you'd argue that you know you just take two tires there and you keep track position but you know harvick took four i believe he took four tires uh yeah. one of them was flat uh, he, and so he had to come back in and put another wheel on and that cost him the cost him the other end of the, you know, the race there unfortunately 
cost in the race, cost us the top five. That was two to one, cost us the top 10, which was even money. And uh, that was the swing that put us in the red. So really, really unfortunate. A um, little bit of brag action here, Steve. I did go profitable plus 0. 0.05 units in IndyCar all on my own. I was just, just on an island, just printing money. How does that feel? Bang. I'm proud of you, man. Thanks, buddy. Complete sweep of the head-to-heads. Lost the – we had Joseph Newgarden on an outright. He was leading late again. Lost it on pit road. Congratulations to Kyle Kirkwood. I saw on Twitter there were some monster tickets on that dude. So congratulations to all the Kyle Kirkwood backers out there. And uh, we'll, we'll get him again. We can live with a small profit because you'll never go broke doing that. So this weekend, Steve, let's talk about it. we got two races. we got the Xfinity Series tomorrow. We saw them qualify this evening. And then we've got the cup race on Sunday. What are we looking at first? And it probably needs to start with Richard Childress racing. Uh, where else could it possibly start, right? I mean, these guys put on a clinic today. I mean, I realize this is qualifying, but Austin Hill um, and Sheldon Creed. Austin, I mean, Sheldon Creed uh, qualified second. Uh, he was he was a full tenth better than third. I mean, and that is huge for qualifying at a plate track because, then, you know, that's just how qualifying goes here. You just kind of, you're flat out. So if, if you're a tenth better, that's pretty good. But Austin Hill was four tenths better than third place. And that is absolutely flying. Uh, you know how good he is in race trim, but my goodness, I mean, he's now he's even just showing off and qualifying. That is a ridiculous winning percent a margin. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're, we're talking about several car lengths in qualifying when everybody is wide open. And this is a guy that won from the back at Daytona for us. And no surprise. We're on both of those RCR cars. We were on uh, Austin Hill pre-flop at four to one. And I think we got Sheldon Creed at a nice little healthy number as well. I'm looking for it right here, 16 to one. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm, it's always nice to uh, have a little bit of closing line value when you go into these unpredictable weekends at Talladega. So if you, <laughs> I never thought I'd be talking about closing line value after a qualifying session, but here we are. We'll take it. We will take it. Now, uh, those were two of the three outrights we were on. The third one was Parker Kligerman. He had a tire issue in qualifying, so he'll be starting in the back. Do we still feel good about old Parker? All right, so this is where I'm, I'm going to distinguish these two races this weekend separately. Xfinity still has their old car, so I really feel like you can make moves through the field in Xfinity. Um, I'm perfectly okay with Cleveland starting in the back. Uh, so, again, he's got that. If he's with Big Machine Racing. They have that affiliation with RCR, so he's going to have you know the car to get through the field, no problem. Uh, plenty of time to do it feel fine with our position on Clickerman right now. Yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't too uh, terribly worried about it. Um, since this is the, the old body style that can, you know, build runs and, and take that energy and get to the front in a hurry. You know, this is sort of the, the, the cup racing of old of two years ago where, you know, it's not a death sentence to be in the back. It's a little easier to pass. And we're talking about a guy here in Parker Kligerman that, that knows his way around a super speedway. He is 
actually second, Steve, in my matrix of average running position uh, on super speedways over the last two seasons. Now he's a part-timer, so you have to take it with a grain of salt, but that shows a guy that can get to the front, take care of his stuff and get it across the line. So I, I feel good about Parker. And, um, you know, if you're late to the party, that's a guy that, that you can probably find a pretty good number on right now. And we added just a little sprinkle pre-show. Tell me about his teammate, Jade Buford. Yeah, sure thing. I mean, this is kind of something that I was just looking at. Uh, they had, you know, pra- uh, they didn't practice, I don't think, but they did qualify. I'm not, I'm not did they practice? They did not. Okay, yeah, they, they qualified. So uh, they, they had odd down for a little bit. Uh, they, they reopened uh, shortly before we went on the broadcast here, and I, I was just kind of going down the board and I uh, actually had to check the entry list on this one, but yeah, Jade Buford is a teammate of Clearman over there. And man, he, I mean, his car was very good as well. And then that's how, you know, you're in, a, in your, uh, your whole organization in, in a good spot when you have everybody qualifying up front, you got Cree, you got um, Austin Hill. And then you also have you know, Clearman probably would have qualified up front, but he, he couldn't. So uh, Buford, I'm, I think he's starting fifth. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you got all, you got three cars up there in the top five within that, that same, you know, um, where they're building those engines. Bingo. Love that. A lot of horses in those RCR engines. So we're going to back them, you know, at a track where we need it, where we need the raw horses. We like RCR because they've also got like the, the best pit crews, you know, so it won't be, that won't be a huge uh, coup to have an R like a feather in the cap to have this weekend, but it's always nice to have the the best of something. So uh, we're getting the number one pit crews with Austin Hill and Sheldon Creed. So that's nice uh, going further down the bill, bo- uh, further down the board. Their talking's tough. Uh, Sheldon Creed, top five, Kligerman top five. Uh, we're getting Creed at plus two forty is what we had in the book club. Kligerman plus two seventy five. And then, couple of dark horses we've got brett moffitt five to one Derek Krause five to one does Derek Krause's car come fit with a snowplow on the front yeah the good old days we got uh Derek Krause no longer in the truck series but now is with uh colleague guys and uh you, as if, if anybody has been watching xfinity that we then you know how good colleague racing has been at this style of racetrack. And uh, you, you kind of just, I, I feel like this is kind of just a plug and play kind of deal here. You just put Derek Krause in their equipment. He's been performing well over there with colleague. I think uh, he's been doing just fine. He's running inside the top 10 for the most part all season when he's running with those guys and he's definitely uh, doing well. So now you, you're getting him at longer odds and good equipment at a plate track. And uh, I feel like it's a good, it's a good spot to kind of see what happens with them. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like backing a, a colleague car in the Xfinity series, especially Derek Krauss. Cause the guy likes to take some risks. And I think you have to be a, a borderline psychopath to have any sort of success here on these, these plate tracks. So uh, I like that play. I like the odds. We're getting five to one. And I think I texted you during Bristol dirt that, I miss Derek Krause in a truck on dirt. Um, so, you know, I like betting on the guy. This isn't dirt and it's not in a truck, but I guess we'll take what we can get. Hey, if you're looking, if you're looking for some action on a, you know, high speed oval, uh, Derek Krause, your guy. So let's see him mix, mix things up a little bit this weekend, right? <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure he will. Uh, all right. So we've got three head to heads that we locked in 
pre-flop. We're on Sheldon Creed, of course, over Daniel Hemrick. That's my favorite guy to, to fade in the Xfinity series. The guy stinks. We're taking Chandler Smith over Sammy Smith in the Battle of the Smiths. And then we're taking Cole Custer over Josh Berry. Does anything stick out here? Well, yeah, first of all, plus money stands out to me. And uh, if you want to start with Cole Custer, obviously, uh, guys um, hasn't had the, had the best start this season. But you get plus 110 uh, for a guy that's been competing in a cup series. This is a place where you kind of need to uh, mind your P's and Q's. Uh, if you're talking about a matchup, if you want a guy that you want to win outright, you probably want a guy that's going to be more aggressive. But Cole Custer, I feel like he's a guy that can kind of uh, lay low a little bit, just kind of get to the finish. Um, he's a guy that, to me, feels like he's Mr. Consistency. Um, <laughs> he's been Mr. Consistency this year as far as finishing uh, around Early. 10 every, every week. So <laughs> that's fine this week if you have just – Get his opponent to rack, you'll be fine. That plus 110. Yeah, uh, I like Custer. And I like the fact that he's in a Ford. Um, You know, him and Herbst have shown some speed this year at times. The flatter front nose, I think, is a a weapon, you know, for more aggressive pushing here on these Supers. And Cole Custer, he's a former cup guy. So he's got a little experience. He's he's driven against dudes that are more talented than than the folks in this series for the most part. So – I like backing Cole Custer in a matchup here, especially plus money. Uh, I didn't really want too much on his outright here. I think it's Austin Hill and Sheldon Creed show tomorrow, but uh, certainly can get behind Cole Custer at plus money. Tell me about the battle of the Smiths, because I'm looking at Sammy Smith's stats here on these super speedways. He normally qualifies well, 315 and one pole in three super speedway starts. Finishing position, 38, 19, 17. Not great. Uh, so the Toyota should have speed, but why can't we trust him? Yeah, sure thing. Uh, Smith uh, certainly is a popular name here in the NASCAR world. So let's, I guess, start with uh, certainly start with Sammy Smith. Um, I feel like, like you said, he's gonna he's probably gonna have speed in the car. Uh, the problem is when you put a guy like that with minimal experience at a, a big you know oval like this with when the draft is in play. Generally, you get someone that's going to take more risk, uh, and that's not something that uh, you really want in a matchup. I feel like he's going to be pretty aggressive. Uh, he's not really going to know. I mean, this style of racing is very much a chess game. So if you're making the wrong moves, you're going to find yourself in a bad spot. And I, I don't kind of you know, you'll find me fading a lot of the younger guys in Xfinity in situations like this. And that fits the mold quite well there with Sammy Smith. for Sure. I agree. Uh, you know, I think you got to the fade, the young buck, even though he's supremely talented. I, I think this is a spot where you got to go to the fade fade station and, uh, and trust a colleague car in, in Chandler Smith. He's shown the ability to wheel the wheel, the thing. And um, you know, you got to think that the colleague boys are going to be coaching him up. So I like that play as well. How how level how level headed is that guy and uh, Chandler Smith? I mean, the guy's young, but I mean, he's got a, he's, he's got a full family already. He's got you know he seems very disciplined to me, and it shows when he runs well at places like Richmond, where you know got saved the car, saved the tires, and he's done very well this year. So I expect that to continue this weekend. Yeah, the dude has ice water in his veins. He, it, it, if he was wearing a heart monitor, it'd be bad TV because I don't I don't think he would move. <laughs> so. Uh, it certainly can get behind 
Chandler Smith. He's been so impressive this year. It's been kind of a joy to watch. I, I love it. Um, so I'm just looking through a little secret sauce, the old couch cushion plays. Uh, one that sticks out to me, Justin Allgaier over Daniel Hemrick on bet three, six, five minus 120. Is it just too juicy? Because I kind of like that matchup. Yeah. I mean, as long as you get Allgaier, I mean, if you, Allgaier fits the mold, certainly for being a guy that's, you know, got experience in the series, uh, my DNFs concern me a little bit. He's got three DNFs in the last six races, but uh, Hemrick um, certainly is not a guy that you would say you can count on to get to the finish line. I feel like every time he goes to a place like this, he's uh, somehow tearing the car up. So um, you got to hope that JRM kind of sat the guys down since Daytona and said, you know, we got to change things up here. This isn't working out. Uh, Daytona, they were all running up front. And I believe it is that, you know, towards the end of the race, that that final restart, they just all got together. And uh, you got to think a team meeting kind of happened. You know, hopefully Junior sat these guys down and said, uh, let's figure this out. So we'll see uh, if they kind of work, work together a little, a little bit better this weekend. Yeah, they, they mentioned that when interviewing uh, Josh Berry. So hopefully message received and these JRM guys are on their best behavior. Um, the final one that I, I kind of was licking my chops at here, Sheldon Creed minus 120 over Ryan Truex, also on bet 365. Do you have any feelings there? Yeah, again, I think looking at Sheldon Creed over on RCR and uh, that car having a lot of speed. And you're also looking at Ryan Truex, who uh, – Showed a lot of promise last week at Martinsville. Really good practice. Uh, he had strong lap times, but uh, just didn't put it together in the race. Could not get through the field. So if you put, you know, Ryan Truex is a guy that's not in the field every week. So you, you stick this guy in a car at a, at a place like this where you got to make moves uh, quickly and smartly. And you have to lean towards a guy that would have more, uh, track time on a weekly basis to kind of count, kind of, you know, rely on to get to the finish line. Bingo. Yeah. I, I, uh, I listened to, to Truex on uh, the stacking pennies pod with Corey LaJoy. That's a, a weekly listen for me. And he said he overdrove it in qualifying and he just got marred in traffic. So, I mean, uh, driver error is what he was blaming it on because those Toyotas were fast. I mean, we saw that with John Hunter Nemechek really took care of business and slaughtered the entire field. So, Truex, he was in the same stuff. He probably should have performed a little bit better. So I'm, I'm worried about the guy putting a lot of pressure on himself. This is kind of a, a last resort, you know, a last-ditch effort. He's got a, a handful of races with uh, Gibbs this year. And, you know, you you got to win or, or it's you're not getting a deal. You, yeah, otherwise you're going to have Joe Graff driving the car next week, you know? It, it could happen. It, it happens to the best <laughs> of us. I mean, it's happened already a couple of times this year. Joe Graff is getting that right. You know, if you're, if you're in GAGR stuff, you better be winning or you're going to be out. <laughs> yeah, I, I, there was a couple of times this year I thought Joe Graff was going to drive my car to work because I had such a bad day. So uh, <laughs> thankfully that didn't happen. But here we are. So uh, I think that wraps it up for the, the Xfinity side. Did you have anything else you wanted to talk about? That's all I got. I'm going to be riding RCR this weekend, finish line Xfinity. Let's, uh, let's get those cars in there. They're I mean, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing how this plays out. Me too, sir. I, it feels like a good week. It feels like we're all set here. So I'm um, looking forward to it. Let's move on. 
to the Cup Series on Sunday, the Geico 500. Steve, we've we've got quite a portfolio of drivers here. I think we've got eight guys, none of them shorter than 30 to 1. Where do you want to start? Yeah, so I guess I'll just kind of go over uh, the track layout and, uh, you know, how I think this next, this car is going to perform this weekend. And uh, we were just watching a race from, uh, you know, 2010. We were going back in the archives a little bit. They had it on uh, FS1. So kind of just sat down, took a look to see how the racing was back then compared to how it is, you know, the past couple of years with this new car. And uh, I, you would probably agree with me, Went what a difference in the different product uh 2010 we're talking about uh passing everywhere you got th- three lanes going you had guys able to hook up make moves that's just not going to be the case uh this weekend on sunday this new car is just it, it's totally changed the game on how these guys race this racetrack it's going to be probably uh it's probably not going to be three lane it's going to be two lanes are dominant it's going to be hard to advance your position. So qualifying is going to be way more important, I would say, than in the past. And we saw that play out in Atlanta, too. Now, Atlanta is not a totally complete comparison track, but it's uh, it certainly has the draft in, involved. And we saw guys certainly stay up front if they qualified up there. So I, I really feel like this is a situation where you want, uh, you know, you, you you certainly hope that you take some longer shots and then get the track position and kind of just stay there. Yeah. Um, you know, on Denny's Denny Hamlin's podcast as well, he was talking about the, the super speedway style racing and the pack racing and getting stuck, not being able to build the energy, take runs. Um, just because I guess the way that the, the arrow is now, it really displaces the air behind and it takes a lot longer to set up the moves and, you know, again, on the, the, the Corey LaJoy podcast, just kind of splicing those two together for, for information. Um, it sounds like we want to be in the Ford camp because they're the, the more cohesive unit. Um, and also, since passing is hard, the microscope is actually on pit road during the cup race. Kind of hard to believe, but you want to side with guys that have good pit crews. Because while all these manufacturers generally pit together, the best way to pass one is on pit road. So that way you don't have to leave somebody out the dry. You don't send somebody to the back. Uh, and, you know, you want to be in this Ford camp with some decent pit crews. So that led us to a couple of guys, our, our shortest plays, Cindric at 30 to 1, Harvick at 30 to 1. I absolutely agree with all that stuff. Stuff you said right there. Uh, hopefully that continues here. Uh, this is not as narrow as Atlanta, of course, as we know. It's definitely a lot wider. Uh, it's definitely less dependent on, you know, certainly handling less of a factor. But you look at guys, you know, you look at Ford, they've had a lot of success here at Talladega. I think of guys like Almarola, I think of guys, you know, like that. And just in, you know, Penske, Stuart Haas, uh, those are all Fords. So I certainly want to have them in play, I would think, this weekend. Cindric, uh, to start, we are going to go ahead and take him for an outright. He, I think he's been really he's, – he's not been so good uh, at most places in his cup career so far. But 
when you come to a track like this, he won, you know, in his first cup, you know, full, first uh, full-time cup race over there at Daytona. So he, and he's kind of built off of that. And I think he's run well just about every single time it's come to a place like this. And uh, I certainly have to believe that. I think this number is too long for a guy that's in that Penske camp and has had past success so far on uh, super speedways. Yeah, I mean, Logano and Blaney are like super speedway studs, and they've got a lot of raw horsepower on this track type. We've seen that with them just, you know, slamming the things on the pole. We saw Logano uh, take care of business at Atlanta. So that's a good team to be in. 30 to 1 is way too long. That was an excellent, excellent find by you just right off the bat. And then um, we're going to couple that with Kevin Harvick. I mean, the guy has you know, a knack of keeping his car clean and, and staying out of trouble. And that is 30 to one. The, the, the bookmakers probably took into account that he has finished in the top 10 just once in the next gen era on super speedways. So we get a discount. Our matrix likes him a whole lot more than the books do for sure. 30 to one. We, we got to take that. Absolutely. And uh, guess who won that race that we just watched from 2010. That was so Kevin <laughs> made a last lap move, uh, got past, uh, was it? I can't remember. He, he made, he, he made the last you know, lap move, got, got the win there. I think I saw that car in person. So that was pretty cool watching that, that watching that race went over again tonight. So certainly want to go with Harvick. Um, Harvick's had a better year. This is his final season as, you know, as a full-time driver and, uh, it's it's a place that you can get it done at 30 to one. I don't know why. I think the books are sleeping on him for sure. And you know, his, his season has been pretty good. I think he's Stuart Haas was really strong last week at Martinsville. It may have gained some momentum. I, I, I think they'll definitely be hungry this week for sure. They, they, I'm sure they want to uh, bounce back off of the, uh, the strong run they had, but just going to get the finish. Bingo. So I, I like, uh, I like that play as well. And then I like my guy, Eric Jones. He's like an Atlanta specialist. Uh, so the, their super speedway package is pretty good. Further down the card, we're giving Ryan Priest a chance to win us our money back. Also doing our um, super speedway weekly donation to Corey LaJoy that we we almost treat that car like it's three quarters of a Hendrix car uh, because of the engine that's in it. Further down the card, we're taking Noah Gregson, 80 to one. That's nuts. The guy was really good in Xfinity on these super speedways. And, uh, you know, he's, he's got better equipment than what he had been running in the Cup Series. So much better than the Beard Motorsports car, which he had good success with. He finished fifth at Daytona last year in the second date. Then the bottom feeders were taking Todd Gillen, 90 to 1, Harrison Burton, 100 to 1. What are we doing here, man? Hey, I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's Talladega. You just got to, I don't think this is a place where you play the chalk. I mean, certainly, uh, yeah, you know, you have guys up there, RFK guys, you have Chastain uh, farther up, you have Keselowski, but uh, I'm not really all that interested. Either Tyler Reddick is up there. I mean, Tyler Reddick is a guy that has not had any success on super speedways, so I think his number is way too short. So uh, Suarez, not a great plate racer. Truex has never won a plate race. He's at 30 to 1. Uh, so, I mean, really, I think you have guys that have numbers that are just too short. So I think you got to play the guys with the value longer down the board. Uh, I look at Noah Gregson specifically. I mean, he's 80 to one and his teammate 
is Eric Jones. And uh, I think both these guys can get it done at a super speedway. So if I'm going to look at Eric Jones, you know, 28, 30 to one or Noah Gregson, if I only had to take one, you you, you take Noah Gregson at that super long price. So uh, I like him a lot all all the way down the board. Yeah. And the way that we put this thing together, uh, you know, we, we took one unit and, and dutched it. And, uh, you know, if any of them win, basically we're, we're uh, plus 5.2 units. So uh, this entire portfolio here is plus 520. Got to love that. That feels good. That feels better. Like having these nine guys or eight guys is better than, you know, two or three chalky plays. So I kind of like the methodology here. We've got a super speedway winner with Cindric. We've got a very, very capable plate racer with Eric Jones. We've got, you know, Harvick and teammate Priest. Corey LeJoy, I mean, the guy almost won Atlanta, you know, last year. And if it weren't for Chase Elliott throwing a dirty block, we'd be talking about this guy as a NASCAR winner. But uh, Harrison Burton also in a Ford and led on a super speedway in his rookie year and ended up on his roof. So maybe if he stayed on all four wheels, he wins that. Who, who knows? But we were on Harrison that day as well. Yeah, I mean, I've heard a lot of guys are kind of off of Harrison Burton this week. Um I don't necessarily agree with that method with that method. Um, Harrison Byrne has had speed at this, at the, you know, this track type, even his, you know, like you mentioned his very first race, he, uh, he did the flip, but he was running well that day. Uh, we just need him to finish. That's all we need. Uh, just that car is fast. You know, the, the, the Wood brothers are still, you know, affiliated with the Penske group. So those guys, bring good cars to the track and there's no doubt about that so you're just getting a number that's too long in here at, at you know uh, 90 to 1 so let's just see how Harrison does he's i mean he's still not running that great but he, i feel like he's been making slow incremental improvements this year so just keep grinding away there buddy and uh, we'll uh, we'll have your back this weekend bingo at least until you put the thing on the roof. That's uh, it. And uh, can't do much for you after that. Right. So in the top three, we just took some of our winners that we thought the price was far too long. We've got Noah Gregson, 23 to one, Gilliland, 25 to one, Harrison Burton, 29 to one. And, uh, you know, we just, we dutched uh, four tenths of a unit amongst those guys. Any winner makes 3.15 units. And the beauty is, you can hit all three if things go right. So um, do you have anything you want to add to that market or just moving on? No, I just want to briefly touch on uh, Todd Gilliland again and Front Row Motorsports. Uh, you have Zane Smith this weekend, who I kind of want to take a second look at maybe later on. Um, front Row uh, is always pretty good when it comes to this style of racing. McDowell is has a long history of success here at Daytona and uh, Talladega. So that tr- definitely trickles down to his teammate, Todd Gilland. Um, he's going to be running a temporary car this week, 36. So he not running his usual 38. That will be Zane Smith. But I think all three, three of those cars can uh, work together pretty well and potentially get a good finish uh, this weekend. So you're getting them at really long odds and cars that have speed and have potential to definitely at least finish inside the top five and maybe even win as an upside play, you know, play. Love it. And then I, you know, I forgot to mention, we, we uh, took that other 0.1 unit and we slapped it on Noah Gregson, 10 to one top five. 
Yep. So uh, I like that ladder for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Let's no, Noah Gregson needs to do something good here because he's near the bottom of the barrel in the point standing. I know he's got to be upset with where he's running and, you know, how, how this year's going. So this is a place where they can really focus and maybe, you know, kind of get some momentum in the camp of Noah Gregson and uh, that team at Lexi Motor Club because they need a good run. They, they're desperate right now. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. So uh, we've got five head-to-heads that we we have circled here. We took Justin Haley over Austin Hill, minus 110 at DraftKings. A couple of Bubba Wallace props, we took him over Stenhouse at DraftKings and over Brad Kay at Superbook at Plus Money. We also took Alex Bowman over Tyler Reddick. That guy sucks on super speedways. That's minus 110 at Superbook. And Christopher Bell over Kyle Busch, even money, DraftKings. Let's start with Haley. Kyle, um, I'm sorry, Steve. <laughs> I uh, In my column this week, I wrote about Justin Haley over Austin Hill. And I said, if this was an Xfinity matchup, I'd be taking Hill. But in the Cup Series, we're on Haley. Tell me about it. Yeah, for me, it's a little bit of a little bit of everything here. It's it's equipment, it's driver. Um, if you look at Justin Haley, he he was an ace in the Xfinity series when it come when it came to this style of racing. He I mean, it feels like we he won uh, almost half and half the time that he uh, he was in a, in a race over there with colleague racing. It was him, you know, him, AJ or Jeb Burton, just about every week. And Haley always seemed to. Uh, Make the, make the move towards the end of the race to get the job done. So uh, Haley, uh, pretty good, you know, good good equipment going against Austin Hill, who's in uh, the Beard car this week. Uh, certainly not the RCR car equipment, you know, style quality of equipment that he's going to be in in Xfinity. So that to me feels like a, a very big edge. Uh, Austin Hill opened up really short this weekend and. Uh, I was really surprised to see across the board, the books are really holding Hill to a very high standard in a car that may not have the pace needed to match his ability on the racetrack for sure. Yeah. I mean, in 2020, like you said, Justin Haley, he won three out of the four super speedways in the Xfinity series. And we're also talking about a cat that won a cup race at Daytona in the Spire Motorsports number 77, uh, unbelievable but yeah i mean the the books are are really really guarding themselves against austin hill here you know just because of the prowess that he's shown in the xfinity series but this isn't the xfinity series and he won't have as dominant of a car as he's he's got in xfinity so i really like back in haley here like i said if this was the xfinity series it'd be the other way around and it'd be a hammer spot but in this situation on sundays give me justin haley so um Steve, we're on Bubba Wallace twice. Is that going to hurt twice, or uh, you think we're we're going to be in good shape there? Well, in my I think Bubba. This is probably Bubba Wallace's best racetrack. If you really if you really break it down, um, yeah, we just had, needed the rain. <laughs> that's it. I mean, I think even before the you know before the rain, his car was very good. Um, he's always been good at Talladega. I believe there's one time where he was running up front. He kind of just, I think he ran, he ran out of fuel really unfortunate. I mean, not unfortunate, but just like, he just didn't really match. His finish didn't match how his day was really going. And Bubba's a guy, he's, 
the first thing you think of when you think Bubba is super speedway racing, and you think of his, you know, his ability to make moves, and uh, he's just not afraid to put his car in spots where he can advance position, keep track position, etc. And you know, he's got a very low DNF rate. He's only got one DNF at Talladega. He's five for six for top twenties. He's four for six for top ten, and three for five. Uh, or I'm, I'm looking at Denny, Denny Hamlin. Um, but yeah, he, he is five for six for top 20s. But uh, for yeah. sure, just want to back Bubba here. I don't mind it. You're right. It is his best track type. So uh, let's let's get on the, uh, the Bubba Wallace train here and hope for the best. The guy does, you know, hold a pretty wheel on these super speedways. He, uh, he's got, you know, seven top 20s in the next gen era. He, you know, he, he's got a fast cars. Uh, he leads laps. He averages about five per race. His average run position is not so good. Um, so you got to take the good with the bad with Bubba here and um, just hope that that he figures it out. You know, he's got these super speedways circled on the calendar as an opportunity to win and get in the playoffs. I think we're going to see a, a strong Bubba here. And it's an opportunity to fade Ricky Stenhouse on a super speedway. You know, he's getting all that Daytona love. So, uh you know, I think we're getting a good price. Yeah, I don't think Stenhouse has the car needed at Talladega that he has at Daytona. I mean, from from the numbers I'm looking at, Stenhouse has a driver rating of about 70. And it's when you compare that to Bo Wallace, his driver rating is about 87. So that's a pretty big disparity. And uh, this is a place where, I, you know, Daytona, you got uh, handling, more important. Talladega, you need you need good engines, you need good cars. I think uh, 2311 is going to bring better cars than uh, that JTD Darty car over there that they're producing. Yeah, yeah, could not agree more. So I like that play. Go ahead. Yeah, Stenhouse, if you look at what he did in Atlanta, he was holding the field up. So you know that he, he his equipment wasn't quite where it needed to be at Atlanta. So I kind of feel like, Stenhouse may be a little bit of a disadvantage here this weekend at Talladega with uh, that wide racetrack that requires, you know, a lot of, a lot of power. Yeah, they'll be able to get by him. So love that. Um, you know, and then we're on Christopher Bell over Kyle Busch. You have a feeling, so we'll 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 go ahead and just ride that wave. And then we're on Alex Bowman over Tyler Reddick. Reddick is putrid. He is awful on super speedways. You could give me anybody over Tyler Reddick, and I will take it. And we get a good car. We get Alex Bowman. Definitely. Uh, Hendrick Motorsports has been really strong this year so far, and his team. You know, Hendrick has um, been very good at. His drive, the drivers have been good at plate racing. You, you know, William Byron has been very strong at Daytona, very strong at uh, Atlanta. Um, been pretty good at uh, Talladega as well. And I just I think Hendrick is going to have the you know the engine the engines definitely going to get it done. And uh, Elliot Chase Elliott as well is uh, is back as we as we know. He's had good history at Talladega. These these guys can really work together. I feel like and. Uh, Get a good finish. Yeah. Chevy as a whole, uh, track house is showing a lot of prowess, and they kind of have uh, they work they work together with uh, with Hendrick, and uh, they're just going to kind of have you know they're gonna have a good run. I feel like bingo, love it, and uh, I think that wraps it up. Unless you've got any couch cushion plays, I mean, we haven't seen 
qualifying yet. So there's really, you know, nothing new under the sun for us to look at, but was there anything upon further review that you, you placed, a, placed a bet on? Not necessarily, but I, one more note, uh, Corey, that you kind of bounced off. Uh, Corey LaJoy uses the uh, the Hendrick stuff, and he's always run really well at this type, at this track type. So definitely you want to keep that in mind, too, that Hendrick's making, the, you know, the car is needed to perform. Um, yeah, yep. That's why I was, was high on Corey LaJoy and – you know, felt the need to to make our donation just in case, because I don't want to miss it. That's our guy, you know, and that's how we ended up on Ross Chastain last year. Steve, if you remember, we didn't want to miss it, uh, you know, on the super speedways. So we, we we got a little little piece of Ross. I think it was like 28 to one or something. That was a nice hit. Yeah, definitely. He he came uh, he came through real, real sneaky. Uh, he didn't really I didn't I don't think he really had, you know, the best car, but uh, I believe there's. You know, kind of a, something happened towards the front, and he just kind of. Eric Jones was contending to win that race, and uh, we were kind of disappointed. But then uh, Ross just kind of uh, snuck up there out of nowhere and, and got it done and took check flag home. So we were like uh, sneakily happy that day. Yeah, that one, that one cashed the ticket. So that felt good. Um, but yeah, that, that's that's all I got. That's all my race notes. I'm very excited to watch the Xfinity race tomorrow. I love, love having an Austin Hill ticket. Just, you know, even with closing line value, it's ridiculous that we were able to get like a buck of closing line value on the favorite at four to one. So that feels really, really good. Do you have any other thoughts you want to share with the folks? Uh, I don't have a whole lot else to uh, really bring to the table here. Um, Just uh, hopefully everything uh, goes well this weekend. Uh, I don't usually feel all that confident with a race like this, but but kind of in that point in the season where we're in, kind of in a dead zone, I, I think. Uh, Talladega at this point in the schedule is kind of like it's not too early in the season, but it's also not too late. So you, we may see some team racing, I think, this weekend, especially with the, the next-gen car and Cup Series and uh, maybe even the Xfinity Series. Last year, I think they ran a race, and every single car finished on the lead lap. That was pretty uh, surprising. So. When you have things like that happening, you don't mind taking a guy like Austin Hill to kind of maybe pull through with this thing. Yeah, I think we were on all long shots all weekend long. And uh, yeah, it didn't work out in that Xfinity race. So we're, we're hoping for, for a little chaos. We're going to need it because we've got some long shots we'd like to get home. And um, that wraps it up. So I would urge everybody to join the book club if you get a chance. There's a three-day free trial. It's at thedgens.net. You get all the racing plays before anybody else. And, uh, you know, along with everything else we do, USFL, XFL, darts, baseball, the whole shebang, golf. We're absolutely raking in golf. Thank you, Stephen. Uh, but that, that's it from us. I hope everybody has a great night. Thanks for tuning in to the Backdoor Network and betting everything with wheels. Information on this podcast may not be construed to offer investment advice or recommendations. Under no circumstances will owners, operators, or guests of this podcast be liable for damages related to its contents. 